And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Yes! Grab your torch, dip it into this podcast, because tonight... We're eating papaya on tonight's No Buffs. We're here to recap episode eight of Survivor 41. I'm Jay Skeets, along with my fellow tribe members. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. We've got No Dunk Super Producer, JD. Hello. There he is. And last but not least, the internet's number one heatherhead, Jason (laughs) Concepcion. Yes. Don't touch my fucking papaya. You guys ate. It's enough. Yeah, we'll get into just that. Just a bite. A simple oh. bite. What an episode. We were just talking before going live how much we loved it. So I'm excited about tonight's No Buffs. Shout out to everybody joining us live right now on YouTube. Great to have you all back here in the live tribe. Get your comments in. We like to sprinkle them in throughout the show. If you haven't already, take a second. Subscribe to No Buffs on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and leave your No Buffs boys a rating and or review. So, right into it. We'll go scene by scene. Lots of questions to throw at you guys. We'll get to tree mail later, and we'll look ahead to next week's episode. We start night 14 with a new tribe name. Viacana. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But Sounds good. Viacana? Yeah, let's go with it. Uh, there's a deleted scene, a secret scene, I guess. I saw JD, I don't know if you saw from Dalton Ross. Erica came up with the name because it's a Fijian word for hunger. Oh, yeah, she said, she said it's something we all have in common, and she threw out uh, Viacana, and that's what they went with, yeah. Wow, we're officially playing the Hunger Games now. <laughs> <laughs> we actually are. So, it's night 14, like I said, just after Tribal Council from last week. Um, it's storming back at camp, always love that, and everybody's pissed off. Xander's talking about his slick idle play, like the idle bluff play, I guess. And he also throws in that he's a little upset. Because a little too much info was spilled at Tribal Council, uh, Jason, and that was Evie, you know, he he learned that Deshaun had learned from Evie that he yep. had some power and had some of these advantages. So he's a little like, hmm, I don't know if I can work with this uh, old tribe, this old alliance, the Yasse. And we also have Liana and Evie talking about salvaging their relationship. So we're right into it with the uh, the old yellow tribe. And is it like every man or woman for themselves here? Uh, yeah, it's it's funny to me in this episode when various uh, cast members would say, "I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can trust this person." It, it, you can't, you can't, right? <laughs> now. You, can't. you can't. There's we were talking uh, before we went live. There's like five episodes left, folks. At this point, you can't trust anybody. Not all the way. So, <laughs> it's over. Yeah, that's done. That's over with. So figure out uh, areas where you can work together. 
Yeah. Fuck your baby turtles. It's every turtle for themselves, <laughs> Trey. Is that, is that where we're at here, especially with the old uh, Yassay tribe members? Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. And I saw on Reddit, somebody mentioned that most of those baby turtles get picked off by birds <laughs> flying overhead. So maybe not the greatest comparison when things come to fruition, but... I don't know. The three Yasa members after last week's tribal and the way they swindled everybody else, they were on the bottom. I think they should have stuck together, but clearly they were kind of ready to break. And who knows if they're able to kind of like get back together and use uh, the couple of them that are still around. But it felt like a little bit of a, I don't know. They're clearly on the bottom, so they're all working whatever angle they can to stick around for another day. To me, it seems like the smarter move is to have that power of three of you together. But clearly, I don't know. They were looking for reasons to go their own ways at that point. Oh, oh my God, yeah. So, JD, we get Xander proclaiming himself a free agent. This Mm -hmm. is now night 14 is spilled into day 15. He says he's a free agent. Evie embarks on what she calls a relationship recovery tour with Mm -hmm. everybody outside of the alliance. And then Tiffany is telling us, Quote, at this point, I'm going to use whoever, whenever, however, to get me as far as I can get. And I think that's a great point from Trey. What would you have done or looking back on this episode? And we know that Tiffany goes, so, you know, hindsight 2020. But like, yeah, is the better play not to like try and step on top of each other and and squid game it up and just be the last yellow person, uh, yellow member uh, standing? Maybe work together instead and try and pick off some of the lower level Luvu people? Or what do you think? Absolutely. I've, uh, obviously, that is the way to go. But uh, as you say, hindsight 2020. And also, Deshaun throwing that bomb. Well, it didn't seem that major at the time, but him yeah. saying, oh, uh, hey, man, I've known about this idol since uh, literally a week before I even met you. That was enough uh, for uh, word on the street is that Xander completely shut them all out. Like uh, he wouldn't even talk to Tiffany, according to Tiffany, afterward, after that, which right. I found really surprising because they pull off this awesome move. They did seem very strong at the end of the last episode. Even uh, t- Tiffany was holding his his idol and she gave it back to him, presumably. But uh, yeah, I was I was shocked at how quickly things just fell apart. But I guess that's that's the new survivor, you know. I mean, yeah, they're just like I have to last one more tribal council, like yeah. one more. Like don't look too far ahead. But it is weird. It's like you guys have a good threesome there. Like get rope in two or three more, and then suddenly you're the the, the majority, uh, you know, alliance. Jason, I don't know if you have anything to add to that. No, no, I, I think that, you know, what we saw at Tribal Council and what unfolded over the course of the episode, that's that's doable. Heather, Heather mm-hmm. is, you know, if anyone <laughs> speaks directly to Heather and says her name and shows that they remember her name, I think she's gettable. I think you could get her. You know, that's <laughs> is that enough? Maybe not. But, like, clearly there are fractures there that can be exploited. You know, like when... Deshaun and Shan started going at each other at Tribal. I was a little shocked that nobody tried to blow that up a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. those are there to to go after. And everyone who saw that should be trying to go after those things. Yeah, I thought they could have... I thought they could have hung together, uh, you know, at least one more, one more round of things. Certainly, like, I, I think... Tiffany, as was mentioned, really did Xander a solid. Like it didn't have to show right. that she is someone you could work with. So I was I was a little surprised. 
Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> guess. Uh, oh, bless you. Sorry, I couldn't oh, get goodness. the mute fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, yeah, to maybe like try and put myself in their shoes. Are they when they come back from that night fourteen tribal council and they somehow have survived and somehow Xander still has his immunity idol and all that and they're together? Are they thinking, well, this Luvu tribe? And I keep calling them that, you know, even though we're in the individual aspect of the game. But, like, this big alliance here, they do seem to be, like, cracking a little bit. And, like, instead of us trying to make a third alliance, let's call it, and pick up two other people, maybe let them break up and then we can decide where we want to go. But instead, they're, like, and maybe they looked at it individually. They're like, oh, yeah, let's just do that. Maybe I it's think, our best play. I think Heather's instinct, honestly, at Tribal was was right, like... When you have a solid alliance, when you're facing solid numbers, get get the paranoia pumping. Like throw a yeah, grenade and yeah. see what happens. And and I felt like that was a move that they had that they didn't play. Yeah. Um none of it seemed to work on Deshaun, by the way. Everybody very- saying, I'm a free agent, or, <laughs> you know, I'd like to work with you, water under the bridge. You know, he tells us basically, like, screw that. Uh, I'm I'm pissed with all three of these people. I definitely don't trust them because they've all voted for me. JD, um, mm-hmm. I get it. It would be difficult once you saw your name written down on the parchment to then maybe work with those people moving forward. But I think the good survivor players do. And I wonder if that maybe is a tiny blind spot in Deshaun. But who knows moving forward, maybe he ends up working with one of the, one or two of them, I guess. Yeah, the man can hold a grudge and uh, you got to <laughs> respect that, I guess. But uh, uh, again, the, the game is so fluid and uh, the, the preview for next week, it l- looks like Deshaun may soften on that a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I'd, I think I would be like him and I would take it personally too. Like if, if, if you yeah. voted for me once, you're dead to me. But then again, you have to be agile in this game. And Let's be honest. Uh, I've described Deshaun as agile before in this game. Uh, he's one of the most agile players I've seen socially, anyways. So mm-hmm. uh, I, I'm wondering. Uh, this there's there are a few a few cracks in that this episode though. But uh, yeah, well, we'll see. But uh, yeah, I think we're probably. I don't want to answer for you guys. Maybe we're projecting a little bit because we would have liked to seen. That that threesome of the uh, the Yase tribe members. You oh, know, yeah. Liana's already gone. She left. She's cool with Deshaun and Danny and Chan, and and she's built that. But those three, pulling off that slick move last week, working together, all the bluff plays they did, I think a part of me at least, Trey, was like, oh, come on, like, you guys got something here. You three can do this. And there are people, like we said, that could be probably folded into your what appears to be a small alliance, but make it a lot bigger. Yeah, but we also mentioned last week, Skeets, that while Xander and Tiffany seem to be on the same page with I'll Give You the Idol... Uh, that way I'm not holding it when Liana asks me the question. He still didn't give it to Evie, right? Like, Evie could have easily gone home, as they mentioned mm-hmm. at Tribal Council. Like, if Sydney hadn't played her shot in the dark, Evie was gone. So you knew that Xander wasn't really with Evie. He's right. trying to break in to the Luvu alliance. And I think that that's part of the problem for the Yasa is that they don't really know what's going on with the Blue Tribe, right? Because right. it's like, clearly Danny and Deshaun are together. Nasir thinks he's with them. Yep. Erica and Heather think they're with them, but they don't care. Danny and Deshaun don't care about those three at all, really, I feel like. But you can't tell that yet because they haven't had to go against each other. And them sticking together clearly is more powerful than just three of you. So, I don't know, a lot of scrambling, but it feels like the math is easy, right? You got the three of you on the bottom. Get everybody else who's on the bottom of their alliance. They just haven't been able to figure it out. And maybe, honestly, a little bit of blinders. Like, we've seen it with Liana. She's been trying to get out 
uh, Xander since day it. one, you know, that, yeah. that kind of thing. You just, uh, <laughs> and maybe the fact that the game is, despite we've seen what, I don't know, is this our sixth or seventh episode? It's only been two weeks. So the, like the, the rewards and the challenges and the voting out, it's pretty quick, right? Oh, yeah. So it's like, it's sticking in your head. Like Ricard, it felt like he couldn't, couldn't stop bringing up people voting for him, but it just happened like two days ago for him. So I'm sure right. they're still salty about stuff, but felt like a missed opportunity and it let uh, Luvu stay in control, really. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to the reward challenge because we had one of those in this episode. We have Jeff breaking the fourth wall. But maybe it worked this time. He tells us, hey, I'm hiding a hidden immunity advantage here. Um, was it an, uh, did he say idle or advantage? He, I thought, said, advantage. What, he it, said advantage. advantage. He it said was an advantage. advantage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I thought I had in my notes uh, an idle. I thought that was wrong. Okay. He's putting an advantage under the sit-out bench for this reward challenge. That's what he said. It, and I, I thought it was great, Jason. And I know he did a little bit more breaking the fourth wall, uh, which we'll get to sort of after the challenge. And then he was even yelling at us at one point uh, to uh, start doing our homework if we wanted to go on Survivor. <laughs> but but I, I did think this... I like this a lot better than him telling us what tribal council is and that they're coming in like this, like, hey, I'll let you guys in on a little secret, which you did at the first episode, I guess. Yeah, I thought this this worked really well. This is the best version of the breaking the wall. It elevated the stakes. It made it feel really weighty and important. It was a bit of information that we don't already know, you know, like it's your yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it felt new and uh, and I thought it was really great. Uh, I also love. We talked about this in, in, before we start rolling, but I just love that that uh, Jeff is like just trying voices now. The way he said grilled cheese, grilled cheese. Like, he's just like using grilled weird cheese. voices yeah. this season in a way that he has never done before. It's it, really fun. But yeah, the fourth wall, great this Great this I time. think what he's doing is trying to find a new catchphrase because now he, he's, he's <laughs> I mean, lost. I don't want to say lost, but he's given up on come on in, guys. You know, we had a whole powwow about that. We're not saying that now. He still says come on in, but he doesn't like give the gusto like he used to. So he's he's frantically searching for something else, uh, JD, I think, because it's why he's trying all these different weird voices, like Jason said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe grilled cheese will stick if I say it really weird. Is his thinking. He's uh, okay, well, He's workshopping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as they come in, he screams, bring in the boats! <laughs> <laughs> Let the bass drop! Yeah. He also, uh, I forget who it was, somebody during this challenge was doing whatever. Uh, somebody was, I think Nasir maybe, he was like swimming as hard as he possibly could. And Jeff drops a, working hard for that grilled cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay. uh, I don't know. A grilled cheese is delicious. I love them. I eat more than a grown man should, I think. But yeah, me too. Still, like, as, an, as a reward, a grilled cheese? Come on. I'd, uh, be, I'd be excited to see it, but, I mean, like a chips, pizza, way cooler. Iced tea. I mean, it's not yeah, a bad meal. Yeah, iced tea, but I grilled mean, cheese. Don't say that to Shan. She would literally decapitate you for a grilled <laughs> yeah. cheese at this point. <laughs> I mean, I did not see them. Maybe I missed it. Did they have ketchup to dip their grilled cheese in? <laughs> Good question. I would have left the island if there's no ketchup. I was, no, this is not worth it. I don't even want a chance of the million dollars. You gotta have ketchup with a grilled cheese, or at least some tomato soup. You know, yeah. you gotta be dipping it into something. Um, yeah, that's what Jeff announces they're playing for, and he says, "Okay, we're gonna draw teams here. We're gonna do the old rock out of the bag again." And like, my <laughs> God. Erica draws the gray rock again 
which was wild. The teams were basically the exact same, or were they the exact same? From what uh, the the merge like pretty close psychic very very close. very close very very close which was also weird just the chances of that happening again but we will get to our first real question here of the podcast Xander steps up and says hey I will I will swap with Erica so she can participate I don't I don't you know I guess I don't need the food I don't need to have a go at it now you're pointing at your dome there Jason you think this is uh. You think this is a smart play by Xander to ultimately sacrifice the spot? I or, mean, or it, I, I think his rationale, I'd never really seen someone say this before, but like his idea was, if I step out, it, it's you're always, you have more, uh, you know, traction with the losers because everybody's emotional. They didn't get food mm. and maybe you can find cracks. Maybe you can find things. I, that was a really compelling strategy and it shows that he's thinking about this game on a on a really high level. That said... Uh, the reaction shots showed <laughs> that Deshaun is not buying the, uh, oh, you know, they haven't eaten and I'm sure they would love to eat. And I just, you know, I, I would, I want to do this for them. Like that's not, he's not selling everybody on that. And I think that it, the danger there is people understand, oh, he's playing for resume, whatever the case may be. But it's, Jury votes. Jury he's votes. trading in a grilled cheese for a jury not vote. Cle- is what not, I think clearly thinking. not fully <laughs> altruistic, but really high-level survivor thinking. Yeah, that's interesting you say that. I thought that too. And then I heard Tyson on the pod has spoken, J.D. I don't know if you got a chance to listen to it, but he mm-hmm. said he actually thinks it's the opposite, mm. that if you want to like brainstorm and start building alliances – that you do that with the winning tribe, the tribe that's eating, oh, the tribe that's happy, the tribe that maybe, you know, they didn't in this one, but they have a beer or two in them, a little wine, a little more loose. Like, they're just feeling better because they have, like, substance um, substance yeah, in them. So, I don't know. I, I I could see. I'm with you, Jason. I was like, ooh, that's that's smart thinking there, Xander. But a guy that's played a bunch of times, Tyson sort of says maybe the opposite is a yeah. better way to, to get in with other people. I don't know if you have an opinion on that, J.D., yeah, I mean, there's no uh, nothing bonds you more than winning, right? Uh, we know that doing a basketball podcast. I mean, <laughs> the winning team is always uh, uh, the happiest team, right? And uh, mm-hmm. I think there's pro- there's a lot uh, of truth there from Tyson because uh, um, there's just a lot of goodwill going back and forth, and it's like, hey, you're one of us now. We're all enjoying a beer. And yeah, you know, we're all just. Uh, it's just bonding, you know. We we fought together, and now we're enjoying the spoils together, and now let's move on in the game together kind of thing. And you see it time and time again on Survivor, so uh, I think that's right. And I did not want to be I, – I felt for Xander. I mean, Xander was uh, brought to tears by the the suffering around him, <laughs> you know, the consequences of, uh, of of losing that challenge, which was brutal, yeah. I thought. Like, uh, he, I think, yeah. I think he, he, he got more than he bargained for, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Well, I know people are pointing out in the live tribe here in the stream team, um, you know, Jason Flowers uh, being one in particular, he was 100% trying to find an advantage. Now, maybe that was the case. Maybe Xander's thinking, like, you know, a couple levels here. Not only am I going to gain some sympathy, a possible jury vote, you know, whatever. Uh, they sometimes hide advantages at these things. And sure. I'll take a peek. And it did appear, Trey, that he was looking for one. Yeah. I thought he found it. I thought there was a reaction where he had his mouth open wide as if totally. I found that thing and they didn't show it. And we were going to get a flashback to him actually finding it. 
Um, which honestly, how did he not find it? It looked like he was looking in the exact right place. And I didn't think Jeff did a particularly great job of hiding it. I thought he left it a little exposed to be able to find. I mean, it was a tiny little scroll for sure, but it definitely looked like he got it. And I think that for as much as he was bigging up himself for trying to bond with the losers, he was trying to find the advantage too. The guy's been playing super hard since day one. He's found a bunch of stuff and he's been playing from the bottom. So he's got to keep playing pretty hard, but... Great reaction from Deshaun to completely not believe the story he was telling. But you got to tell a story and you got to play hard. So I thought it was smart, even if it didn't totally work out yes, for him. Yes, uh, Xander should have <laughs> taken another gander. Great call, Jason. I, okay, here's where my mind went with this. And I'm sort of skipping over the actual reward challenge and we can get to what happens there. But Propes at the end reveals to us that... Xander didn't find the the advantage. And what I thought was going to happen, uh, Jason, I thought, you know, we're, we're watching him. He seems to be feeling for things. He seems to be looking at the rest of the people competing and he's trying to be, you know, sly about it. And I thought, like sort of Trey was alluding to, I think like we're going to leave this challenge not knowing whether he found it. I thought and- the editors were going to do that to us. And we were going to be like, Damn, did he or did he not? And we would learn later, maybe in a flashback or something. But I don't yeah, know if you I thought, thought the same so. Thing. I, I thought so too, because clearly he was looking around. And, yeah. you know, of course, we've seen this before. Sarah Lucina famously found an advantage in basically the same kind of situation, same hiding spot. Michaela missed it. I will yep. say this one is like in his slight defense, because like look, fully look under the bench. That's neither <laughs> here nor there, but whatever. The. The one that Sarah found was like the size of a bar of soap and it had like yeah. a ribbon around it. Like yeah. It was bigger. This yeah. one was like, I guess, smaller. But I, I agree with you. I thought I thought for sure he was he had found it. Not not to mention, it's hard to tell like with the edit, because it can't take that long to look around the kind no. of like outside perimeter. And they, it's and one they, bench. And they kept yeah. cutting back to him. Now I I thought for a little while, oh, he doesn't want them to see him, you know, yep. like he maybe he sees it and they're swimming towards him and he's waiting for that moment to, to grab it. Um, so I was surprised when he didn't find it. Man, look under look under the seat. Look under I there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I guess that made for great television, J.D. Like, I'm sure you like Jason just yelled there. It's like you're like, look, man, look. Yeah. And then you're left wondering, did he find it? Did he find it? And then probes just like pulls over the little thing he's sitting on, which I thought was hilarious. It's like a separate little buoy. Yeah. Pulls it over and is like, nope, didn't find it. And uh, yeah, you know, not not spoils the surprise because he's just letting us know, but I was shocked that they told us. I thought they may just leave it sort of like, ooh, do you think as a viewer that he found it? But nope, Prope's like, nope. <laughs> Guess he didn't look hard enough. Yeah, I didn't mind that. I was like, okay. uh here it is, and it goes back in the pocket for another time or whatever, yeah. you know? Yeah. Which is great. Uh, but I don't know. I think maybe he was trying to be inconspicuous. Uh, I'm not sure where he was in relation to everybody doing the challenge, so maybe he thought too many eyes were on him. They, they were they were coming towards him. So oh, I a thought, good eye view. Yeah, I thought at the beginning he is by them, and then they're like swimming away, but it's the opposite. They're actually at the furthest away from him at the start of the challenge. Right. Huh. And then as they made their way to the to the puzzle portion of the thing, they're like he's right there at that point. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he can't be like scouring around. Because if he's seen to be scouring, they're gonna assume that he found it anyways, right? So totally. it puts a target on his back anyway. So maybe he was just like, uh if I don't, you know, I'll 
we see him sort of bend over and do these sort of uh, you know these half-assed moves. So maybe he was just like, I'm not, I'm not willing to risk it. Maybe he should have gone hands and knees for it. He should have done everything he could to find it. He's already got a target on his back, and he has an immunity idol. They're coming for him no matter what. Yeah. Now he doesn't have an advantage. Yeah, yeah you're right. He should have just like. But also, advantages in this game are totally. It could have been a beware advantage, right? Also it's true. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could yeah, lose my yeah. vote again. Yeah, so. that's a good point. He's already suffered that uh, yeah. for a couple weeks. Um, I was yelling shenanigans when he. I like. <laughs> I was like, "Come on, producers! Like, you're you're really uh, leaning into this one." Like, Probe says he's gonna hide the advantage. Then he pulls a rock to participate, and suddenly he's like, I'll sit out. I'm like, oh, my God. They, like, literally have told him, like, hey, man, if you uh, don't pull that gray rock, you may want to try and sit out because uh, that thing you're sitting on, there's going to be something under there. I thought maybe he saw it. I thought that's when he did that, I thought maybe he had actually spied it, like, as they came out. That said, you know, one of the things that's really enjoyable about, about Xander, especially the last two episodes, is he... He is just willing to take a gamble on something. Oh my god! He like maybe this isn't a good idea sitting out. Like you know, as as you laid out yep. uh, from uh, Tyson's thinking, someone who's actually played all the game. I guess he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, but the thinking is and the strategy is just so watchable because this guy's just like at the craps table, just be like, okay, let's let yep. him ride. Yeah, yeah. He like he seems to know. In order to win this game, you got to get a little lucky. Yeah. And oh, yeah. you got to just like, like you said, roll the dice on a couple of these things and like, yeah, cross your fingers and hope it works out. Um, I still don't think he has any chance to actually win the game, yeah. Trey, because I think he's, uh, I mean, I just think he's too good. Like he would, if he's there at the end, he's winning. He seems very likable. He's obviously made big moves. He's found a lot of stuff. And if he somehow survives a giant like alliance that have been trying in theory to pick him off for weeks and weeks and weeks, I don't see how they wouldn't reward him, but Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. You guys kept saying weeks ago, you're letting this guy hang around. You're letting him hang around. You're let, and yeah, maybe it'll come to fruition. Gotta get him if they're gonna get him, cause you're right, Skeets. He's gonna have a great case if he actually makes it there, especially if he ends up as the last Yasa. Uh, you know, he didn't have a vote for how many tribal couples yeah. and it wasn't a problem. Like he's gonna have a great story to tell if he makes it to final tribal. Uh, yeah, but would any the, of the Yasa uh, vote for him? I think they would. To win. Yeah, because doesn't, uh, they, and I've heard this before. It's like a win for him is almost a win for you as a former, right, yeah. you know, yeah, say but I mean, there is some truth to that. It's like if, if only one of us can win an Emmy uh, for no buffs, you know, look, I guess I want it to be me. But if it's you, then, you know, hey, that's sort of a win for me, too. Uh, yeah. Speaking to a guy that's got a goddamn Emmy over here. In, I'll in, just in, say in, that if the show wins an Emmy, you would all get one. And you, oh, or okay, at the fair. very least, you'd get the, the paper Emmy that says you won an Emmy. Oh, okay. this guy's the Tyson of the podcast. He yeah, I know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. Oh, it feels like I've won an Emmy now through your work because you're on this podcast. Uh, so the actual reward challenge, Evie straight dominates the puzzle. Like that it was, was almost like it was weird. She was snapped. Like, she fucking snapped yeah. on that puzzle. Yeah. She, I think it was she was doing it with Erica, and she literally like Erica get the fuck out of the yeah. way. And I've I've <laughs> I've made this puzzle. I've obviously know this puzzle because I saw it on Edge of Extinction, and uh, just crush it. And it yeah. was over like before you knew it. Uh, it was one of those ones where you had to build the pyramid there with uh, you know the pieces. Balls. Yeah, the balls. Uh, 
it, pretty pretty impressive. I almost dare I say like too impressive, JD. Like mm. I think people already wanted her out. They already know how strategic she is and how much of a super fan she is. I mean, I guess at this point, why hide it? Like, just right. just flaunt it. Um, that was that was amazing. That was great. Uh, it was, uh, you know, Jeff loves the smell of his own farts, you know. Uh, anything to do with Survivor <laughs> history, he's just... And this was just, a, you know, a turd avalanche for him. He was just like, what? Like yelling at the camera. You see? Yeah. You watch 40 seasons of Survivor, you research, and you win in 10 seconds flat. And if I was on the other team, I would never fucking, I would, I would be, thank you, Evie. Put me out of my misery because I never would have, like, I figured that I out. watched yeah. Edge of Extinction. I don't remember that puzzle. I would be like, uh Thank God that it's over in 10 seconds because I'd, I never would have uh, okay. been able to figure that one. <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. You were going to say something. Oh, no. I was just, well, oh. you know, Jason Flowers in the, in the chat is saying you got to take it out of rotation. I understand that philosophy, you know, when somebody wins the puzzle, yeah. literally solves yeah, it in about, that too. in about three seconds. That said, I think that there is something really cool about rewarding people who study the game. Like yep. that was that was there for anybody else. Anybody else that wanted to watch seasons and learn the puzzles and learn how they work could have done that. And I think that it's really cool to reward somebody who took the time to do that. I, yeah. So I can see both sides of it. Yeah, yeah, I don't have a problem if it's their reward challenge. Because then it's not really coming uh, right. down to who's yeah, getting point. voted out. That's but if point. you happen to watch the previous 40 seasons and you went to the effort of making your own puzzle out of beads, you deserve a grilled cheese. Yeah, that's, maybe or that's, maybe not with ketchup. Yeah. Grilled cheese. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's Working hard. Cheese. I, 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 what I really like too, you know, obviously we're diehard Survivor fans. She is not the first person to study puzzles right. and do really right. well on puzzles. Spencer, David Wright, um, you know, many others have done this, but now the show just leans so heavily into the lore, to the history of Survivor, like you said, JD, now Propes likes the smell of his farts. He used to hate it. Mm. He used to roll the windows down immediately. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Or, you know, now he does it in bed. He puts his head under the covers and uh, says, that was me. I like right. that. Bring in uh, the farts! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I do love it. The, uh, you know, like calling back to previous challenges. Now, what people are saying, I think there is some point, you couldn't have this happen all the time. No, 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 no. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Every once in a while, if someone is a true survivor sicko and is building their own puzzles in their backyard and, and mastering them, that's pretty cool to reward it. But if it were to happen every time, then that might be a problem. <laughs> yeah, and also, I think you can buy this puzzle. Like, you can buy this yeah. little buy a, like, build a pyramid out of balls puzzle. So what are we going to do? Get rid of all of those on Earth? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like something Jeff might be interested in. <laughs> you want to apply for Survivor? Destroy every puzzle in your house and give us a call. <laughs> Send in a tape. Um, I, I think so this also points to a, to, a, to a weakness of Evie's, which is she's got to tell everybody how it happened just be like i got lucky you know yeah. I, I did it yeah. you don't need to tell everybody that you've studied every single season of survivor like at, at the stage you are right now in the game with like zero allies everyone gunning for you literally you probably you maybe go home this episode if you don't win like maybe just Play tap cool. the brakes a little bit on yeah how i guess my, my counter to that is she's so far in that she's probably yeah, like true. i like Anything she does or doesn't do, they know she's smart. They know she's a survivor, you know, diehard, and she knows this stuff. I mean, I'm sure they've literally sat around a camp, talked about previous seasons of Survivor, 
And I'm sure she's like naming off every winner and every yeah. challenge they've ever done. Like, this is just my guess. I don't know for sure, but you know, there, there, there's levels to the Survivor fandom, and she's on. She's actually on the show. <laughs> I assume she's like sort of bragging about all she yeah. knows about it. But I'm with you. It's not probably a, a thing you want to brag about because then people are going to be like, "Well, <laughs> we better get rid of her because yeah. uh, she'll win this game." So let's let's get to the the grilled cheese grilled cheese feast. <laughs> hold on, hold on. A couple of more things, real quick, about the challenge. I okay. like this comment from Cole, who noticed something that I noticed immediately. Imagine the cannonball Trey can oh. hit off that jump. <laughs> This challenge was made for the cannonball because you have to go deep, like right next to it. So a cannonball would be perfect, which makes me want to give a shout out to Tiffany with a beautiful dive (laughs) and this like a straight up swan dive with an arc. Didn't go quite as well for over. She went, uh, she, she overdid it. She her her legs slapped the back. I was watching that. I I think you're a hundred percent right. But I was like, this is like taking my kids to the pool. Every, every single dismount is just like almost a cannonball. Like we see a, a straight on belly flop from (laughs) Erica. Like it was like a three year. I've seen a hundred three year olds do that same (laughs) jump. Uh, Yeah. uh, Shan with the, with the the holding her yep. nose, Hold uh, nose yep. we see that all the time, and just every single jump off of that platform was just like uh, a small child, just with reckless abandon, flying into the water, including Tiff's dive. I give it a five point five. Yeah, maximum. she 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 over rotated. Yeah, too far. Yeah. Enough. <laughs> um, I do have a question though, because if Trey Kirby's ever on Survivor, if he's ever in this challenge, he's definitely doing a cannonball. I w- I would hope that's true. I want to know how Propes would react to <laughs> Trey Kirby uh, doing his best anchorman at the top. And this just in. <laughs> Cannibal. Like, Jason, would Propes love it? Funny TV, funny moment? Or would Propes hate it because suddenly TK's not taking it all that serious? <laughs> this guy doesn't want a grilled cheese. I think he would... I think he would love it, but it would also, the context would need to be, like, what is, is Trey really going all out in the rest of the stuff? Like, is he, is he just joking around in this one instance? Trey Kirby sinking his team's chances. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it would go over well the first time, but every single challenge, he'd probably be like, here we go. Cannonball. <laughs> he, it would be it would be after the fact where he'd be like, Trey, a cannonball again. Do you feel okay costing your team yeah. several yards of distance in the swim? Yeah, I, I I think he hates it. I think he ultimately says, "What are you doing? You're clowning around out here. You're not at the YMCA <laughs> putting on a show." But respecting the game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, okay, anything else, Trey, from the from the challenge there? We'll move on to the grilled cheese. Yeah, let's uh, talk feast, cheese, and then we'll take our first break. So, because something comes out of this this reward challenge, Shan and Liana, they are hurting from hunger. JD, you said this. They're they're crying. There are tears mm-hmm. in their eyes. There are tears in Xander's eyes. Like people are starving, especially them. People that haven't had the uh, the merge feast and now lose again. And the the early plans we get from everybody back at camp that is not eating the grilled cheese seems to be let's get rid of uh, Evie, who is again too strategic and she's too smart and she knows everything about this game. 
And Leon is like, ah, well, I don't want to work with Xander because I really want to get him out, but I <laughs> guess I'll have to, and that's fine, which I think is some growth from her. Sure, yeah. Nasir, though, is like, fuck this no food nonsense, this little pity party, as people have called it, and he's like, I'm just going to go get some food. And he comes back with the three papayas. Amazing. Like, I don't know how they haven't found them until this point, but... I think Nasir is, like, playing it cool on how easy it is for him to go out and find food. I think that (laughs) might be a little bit of it. Yeah, okay. So you're saying, in reality, he probably went very far, or... I I just think that he he can do that whenever he wants, and he's maybe not doing it that much. Oh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, but you might be right. Well, he does this. He comes back with food, again, for the losing tribe or group or whatever you want to call them and ricard comes back from his grilled cheese reward and he's like he just like sees the papaya i guess he's never had it before and he's like intrigued and he wants to try a little piece of papaya and shan jd is pissed and so i want to know i want to i want you to put yourself in shan's position there you haven't Mm -hmm. eaten in in basically over two weeks and you're even if you're a, a, in an alliance with this person, you're, you're, you're day one, you're ride or die in Ricard, let's say, and he wants to try a papaya. Are you, are you pissed or did she go overboard in him just wanting one piece? Or was she absolutely in the right to be like, come on, food politics, let's go. Yeah, I mean, I think she was, I do think she was right. I would be furious, if nothing else, just for the look, right? We're in an alliance together. We're, we know we're on the same tribe together. And you just come waltzing back in. You're all full on grilled cheese. And it's, you're like you're, like you're just uh, floating through a cocktail party. And then you see some crudite. <laughs> and he, he, almost, he came close to just wiggling his fingers, you know. <laughs> oh, don't mind if I do. This looks very refreshing after my delicious meal of grilled cheese, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, to be fair to Ricard, it was a sliver, but the audacity of him to confess to us, the the audience who have been watching this thing for 41 seasons to say, what, this is a thing? I'm, I can't eat food when I go back just because I was on a reward challenge? Uh, yeah, it yeah. is a thing, man. Yeah. Like, uh, that's just, re- that's just manners, right? And I think that's what <laughs> Shan was pissed about. It was just like, you don't do that, man. You just yeah. don't do it. Like, we're dying over here. And, and Shan <laughs> seems to be suffering the most from the lack yeah. of food. Like, I, I'm legit worried about her you know like she just seems to be losing it you know and she just whenever they show whenever they talk about hunger they cut away to shan you know like she's just like she's like totally gaunt and just like losing the will to live you know so uh yeah i I think she was right to be pissed uh you know uh was it in private that she she that she let him have it or i can't remember yeah it was tough to sort of tell yeah like i I also want to know did ricard like did he ask? Like, did he say, could, like, I've never That's had papaya? Question. Like, or was he, he, no, he like, came you? in and was like, I'm, I'm going to steal a little piece here. You, the, the other thing is, like, <laughs> yeah. listen. It was a yoink. There's several layers to this. The first layer is, this is always a no-go on Survivor every single time. Yeah. Food politics. Yeah. When somebody eats too much food, Cole. Yeah. Remember Cole, who then yeah. passed out because he wasn't getting the massive <laughs> amount of calories that he's, I guess, right, used right, to yeah. getting? Everybody <laughs> hated that fucking guy because he ate too much. And particularly with reward challenges, how many times have we heard 
oh, they come back and they smell like the food. Like you, yeah. that's the other thing. They they probably come back smelling like grilled cheese and ketchup, and oh. you're just going oh, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, and the other aspect of it is things that are dangerous on Survivor are things like this where it would annoy you in real life. Like that would annoy you in real life if somebody just came in from somewhere and was like, I'm just going to grab some food off the plate, like with, without barely asking that would annoy you in real life. And in the kind of like heightened emotional atmosphere of the Island, it, it was, it didn't, take too much like reasoning to realize that Shan is not going to be like, yes, of course we all share the bounty of the Island. Like she's not (laughs) thinking like that right now, man. You know, like don't do this. (laughs) Yeah. It's uh, well, what do you think, Trey? I mean, obviously same question. What are you doing if you're Shan in that position? Well, I I don't know. It was a real Jokic versus Morris situation. <laughs> you know, they're kind of both in the wrong here. Yeah, Ricard right. should not have taken the papaya, but as it turns out, as he said on Twitter, I had never had papaya in my life. Yep. What? Uh, That's fun cr- fact. I found out I'm allergic. <laughs> so, whoops. Maybe shouldn't have eaten wow. the papaya, but I already said once that, like, fruit to me would be the ultimate reward just because it would be cold and juicy. <laughs> yep. So, eating that dry grilled cheese, belly full of ketchup, <laughs> come on. You see a papaya you've never eaten it before? Break me off a piece of that papaya, baby. Yeah. It looked good. It looked it really look good, good. That papaya. Yeah, it looked fairly ripe for sure. Uh, all three of them. Chan was and, like going to cut his throat. Oh, she oh, was yeah, yeah. fucking hot. <laughs> I I a hundred percent agree with Shan in this. Like this is insane. Just like you said, it it is an it's an unwritten rule of Survivor. It no doubt is. Like you had your feast. Now you are coming back. We may have found something. We put in the work. You know, and Seer did, but we got this. And <laughs> you just don't. You don't eat for the rest of the day. That's yeah, just that's the it. rule. You're done. That, like, I'm sorry. You don't. And you know one thing they got rid of? I was thinking about this. Remember back in the old Survivor seasons, there'd be a bunch of like, hold on, let me put a grilled cheese in my pocket. Mm-hmm. Let me get some chips yeah, in my sneaking. hat. Yeah, and, and then bring it back to the uh, to the losing you know group or uh, um, team. They must have just said, no, 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 we're yeah. done doing that. Like, they, they put a kibosh to that, which is unfortunate. I mean, well, no, it's better television because then we get moments like this. Oh, but totally. Totally. Yeah. Used to curry some favors bringing back the food if you had won. Uh, we do get Ricard, just to wrap this part up, he talks to us about being concerned about his alliance with uh, Shan. And he is worried she will resent him for winning some of these challenges and eating very well. So they're... You know, this is like, what, three weeks running now? Three episodes running of they're together. They make a lot of decisions together. They seem on the same page. They've been together since day one, but uh, some friction for sure. And, and, and maybe that, uh, that, that little break between the two is getting larger and larger. Right? We'll, we'll see whether or not that pays off. Because I'm very now- <laughs> curious to see what the status is between them because yeah. I was surprised to hear Shan say that Ricard is still her number one. Because they have been beefing, it feels like, for yeah, three straight yeah. episodes. Yeah, it, I mean, people have compared them to, like, are they just at this point, like, an old married couple? Like, <laughs> the love is there, but it's like everything about them pisses you off now, and you've just been around each other too long. But you yeah, love each other, and and I, I don't know. I think what's interesting, I'm jumping ahead, where, because c- it was Ricard versus Shan, now it feels like it's Shan versus Deshaun. And... Well- Where does Ricard fit into that equation? I mean, we've been saying for a few weeks, at what point do people realize that you're working with Shan when you are doing the exact thing that Shan wants you to do? Right. 
when and it people are starting to wake up now to yeah oh it seems like Shan's <laughs> not really that easy to work with when it doesn't go her way that's very interesting and so people are starting to realize that now and we'll see how that plays out yeah and it's only gotten worse yeah. and worse the hungrier the hungrier excuse me she gets too like she's becoming just more unhinged I think in large part. JD, because she's just starving. Yeah, like you agreed. said, she already was skin and bones yeah. when she showed up on day yeah. one. She didn't have a lot on her and, and now hasn't eaten for two weeks. And I think that's like, you know, starting to affect her. I, I really do because I, and maybe, and we said this, we wondered, is she just killing this game because of the people she's playing with early on in just her own tribe? Yeah, maybe. But also, <laughs> I just think I just think the lack of calories is having quite the impact yeah. on oh, her totally. and, and decision making and stuff like that. Maybe I'm totally. making an excuse that for her because I'm sure it's impacting everybody. That beautiful like uh, leather belt that she has is just getting tighter and tighter, yeah. and, tighter <laughs> and tighter. It's like, it's like a like a bracelet at this yeah. point. Yeah, for sure. Okay, let's take our first break and then we will get into the individual immunity challenge and and the interesting let's make a deal that came out of that and then what happens at tribal council and we'll get to some of your questions. We'll be right back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. All right, back with no buffs. Let's continue to break down episode eight of Survivor 41, and we are at the individual immunity challenge. But, 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 like I said, before we get to the actual challenge, Propes, he welcomes us to let's make a deal. <laughs> so, he offers everybody a single portion of rice if just one player wanted to opt out of competing, but said he would give the tribe enough rice for three days if they would offer up enough people to make it worthwhile. And this is where we get into the negotiation. How many people 
What is a multiple? <laughs> does, <laughs> does two count? I mean, I guess technically yes, but Probst is like, get out of here with two. I'm thinking seven. What? And then <laughs> Shan goes back with, okay, what about five? We get five people to sit out this individual immunity challenge. We'll get the rice. And he says, okay, that's a deal. Let's do it. Shan and Nasir step up, but that's it. It's just two of them. And it gets awkward for a second. They're looking around. No one really wants to do it. And then Xander, Jason, says, well, hold on. What about four? Because I'll, I'll step up. I'll be the fourth person, but I need the, someone to be the third person. And uh, Ricard finally does. So that's where we ultimately end up. Those four come forward. They will sit out of the challenge, but everybody gets right. So, yeah, what, lots of questions from this. Do you like this little... Let's make a deal from Probst, Shan leading it and wanting people to sit out, and then ultimately, I guess, Xander and Ricard stepping up for the team. Nasir did too, but what did you think? I, I loved it. I like leveraging uh, their hunger for you know show drama, for deals. I always love the kind of let's make a deal aspect that arises at any of these challenges. And I think another really kind of you know, I don't know how conscious it was, but a really kind of subtly good move by Xander because it's like, yes, Shan, uh, you know, instigated this thing. But like Xander kind of came and stole the thunder by by saying, OK, I, I'll go three if we can get it to four and then got the price down, kind of stole the responsibility for getting people the rice out from under Shan and surely from Ricard, like weirdly like. Uh, thrusted it back into contention. It was a, it was a good move by him. Yeah, JD, you agree with that? Like, did Xander sort of like steal the the rice win in a way from from, from <laughs> Or 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 I mean, another way to look at it is this is just another example of Xander being a little too cute, currying too much favor from uh, the other tribe members, and it's going to blow up in his face. Is another way to look at it. I don't think so in this case. I think he it was a smart move by him to reopen the negotiation yeah. like he's smart enough to know that oh jeff is willing to th there is some wiggle room here none of them were none of them the rest of them were like uh, okay okay seven okay five we're done at five and he had the presence of mind to go okay let's reopen this i'll step forward if there's two and then that was enough for jeff and uh so i think he if he gets credit for it i think he deserves credit for it the of the ones that stepped forward who had, he had an idol, Xander. Three of them had of immunity. Four. Oh, right, yes. of course. So three of the four had had uh, immunity. Yeah. So, but whatever, that's fine. Um, and this is where I sort of, like, I, I agree with you, Jason. I really love, I mean, we talked last week about uh, having currency on the show. And obviously food is a big, is currency in this season. Uh, it is in every season, but especially in this season. And this is where I sort of have like a, uh, I, I'm of two minds of it. I, I really love how hungry they are on one hand and just in the sense that it's pushing them to their limits, right? It, it's just testing their fortitude. I mean, you can walk away at any time, but uh, it's just really, really testing them. But add that to the fact that, that they're getting no, they're no food at all. And add that to the fact that we've broken the fourth wall. So we see the crew around now, right? And we see Jeff is talking to us. And part of me is like, and this, let's make a deal, all that stuff. I loved it. Don't get me wrong. But it's it's also, there's a little sliver of cruelty in it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, 
I, there's food. Well, that, hold on. The camera people and editors and producers are not allowed to eat around them and stuff like that. Now, that would be cruel. Right. But the conceit has always been sort of originally it's just like you're trapped on a desert island and you have to fend for yourself. And, and this is semi-related, semi but it's just like when you break the fourth wall like that and then I'm seeing, you know, Erica two nights on Exile Island all by herself. Well, not really, because there's at least, you know, a, a, probably a camera person and a producer there with her, yeah. you know? So it's like, kind of takes the the sting out of it. And the the last thing I'll say about the food thing where I'm, I'm sort of split on is just like this uh, challenge lasted for four minutes. For four minutes, yeah. right? You think food might have had something to do with that? I mean... I, I think so. <laughs> like, oh, you know, half of them yeah, are gone maybe. because of the food. And then the rest of them, they just can't do it. They just physically cannot do it. And it's just like, am I getting the best survivor I I, I can get? Like, I enjoyed when, uh, you know, it's not an hour and a half for me, but to see Spencer do it or whoever did it for the hour and a half yeah. or the whatever yeah. the record was. I mean, that's good TV too, right? And it's just like... I seeing Shan basically become unhinged because of hunger. Like, is she playing the best game that she could possibly play? I, again, I get that they're testing them and I get that yeah. we're pushing them to their limit and everybody's in the same boat, sort of, right? Uh, but there is a there is a lot of luck when it comes to oh I'm on a we I, I drew another rock and I'm on the exact same weak team that I was on before <laughs> and now I'm not going to get a, a feast or a, or or grilled cheese or whatever I'm getting so I'm enjoying it don't get me wrong but I did yeah. want to mention that it's just like it's a fine line with food for me and I, going back throughout the seasons I've always sort of been like uh, I, do I really is this entertaining to me just watching people suffer because of hunger right right uh, you're, you're you're what you're saying is we might get an even better season if they were nourished a little more a little more <laughs> like, a little more yeah, right like yeah, a bag of I rice mean, you know like uh it's still unpleasant well that's, the, well that's the insane part when you think about it Trey probes Years prior, seasons prior, has been like, okay, does anybody want to sit this out? If you do, I've got a pizza right yeah, here. Yeah. I've got lasagna right here. I've got beer right, whatever, nachos. And like, he's like, I'll give you a couple days worth of rice. And they're like, oh shit, we got to get five people to sit out of this. Like, that's that to me showed more than any other season. Like, they legit are starving. Star, like, yes. They are like, oh my God, they're doing, they're thinking about like giving up a chance to move forward in the game, of course. For rice? Like, yeah. wow. It, it, feel, I mean, it feels well. like we're going to get Survivor Auction back, right? Because they... That was a little Survivor Auction-y. Yeah. Because they are willing to to go all out for rice, to your point. I, I wonder what they'll do for actual Survivor Auction-type <laughs> food. Mm. If yeah. It, yeah, if maybe it makes a re its return. I don't know. Um, Trey, yeah, what did you think of the let's make a deal portion of, of this before we get to the actual challenge? I like it. I just like any time there's negotiating <clears throat> with Jeff. I just think it's uh, interesting to see and interesting to see what the reactions are going to be and why anybody would make the decisions they do. Like y'all said, th the three people with idols are like, yeah, we'll do our part. We'll yeah. try and get rice here. Also, clearly Shan is hungry, so a little self-serving as well. And then I also like Ricard stepping as the last one because he's got that guilty papaya in his yep. stomach. He's basically like, yeah. hey, Shan, I'm, you were pretty upset with me for eating that tiny sliver of papaya. 
Let's get our alliance back together here by stepping off and getting some rice in everybody's belly. I thought that was pretty smart. Uh, but yeah, JD, you're right. I think the fact that nobody's eaten, I can't believe how much of a big deal it was going to, it has been because pre-show we're talking like, who cares? It's shorter. They don't have <laughs> as much food. It's not going to yeah. be a big deal. It clearly has been. Uh, it's having an effect. So I don't know. We saw two major food, <laughs> food faux pas in this one. So I think it's working. Keep starving them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it seems to be working. Uh, so we have Danny, Deshaun, Heather, Liana, Evie, Erica, and Tiffany. They're competing. And it is the, uh, it, it's one we've seen before where you stand on a small little platform, I guess, and you've got to go on your tippy toes and somehow keep a block that is on your head pressed up against another piece of wood above you. And last one standing wins. You said it, JD. Probes tells us. The record for this, hour 22 for Spencer, who, who went that long, which means somebody else went for an hour 21 yeah, uh, or whatever, you know, <laughs> yep. uh, which is pretty incredible. The Probst Sports Bureau uh, letting us know the facts there. <laughs> Probstreference.com. But, but this one, I mean, thank God Probst didn't offer them the chance to eat nachos while the challenge was going on. They would have had like one nacho. <laughs> By the time they got their chip into some guacamole, the thing was over. Deshaun, Erica, out right away. And I think there would be something with this challenge that's like, if you you got to get stable right away, and if you yeah. don't, like you're not coming back from it. And it's like, okay, well, they're out. Tiffany drops soon after that. Final four, Danny, Heather, Liana, and Evie. Danny drops out, three women left. Liana drops, and we're down to two in just three minutes. It's wild. I thought Heather was going to win it, man. She had a wide base. Same. She had a wide base. Chin up, which always yeah. helps chin up because then your body doesn't naturally yeah. like collapse. I thought she had it. I was like, oh my God, she's going to win. This is crazy. And and nope, one minute later, she wobbles. <laughs> it drops. That Evie was your wins. chance, Heather. Yeah. And then uh, Evie, I did like this. Evie tells us, the camera, uh, sorry guys, foiled you again. So that was it. I mean, it was a quick challenge. JD, I, I I like this challenge. I think it, I actually think that it would be very difficult, oh, especially yeah. when you're starving totally. and the heat and all that. Uh, but it didn't take long. Gives you a lot of respect for uh, people going over an hour, standing oh on your tip, just stand on your tippy toes for an hour. Good luck. Yeah, no, like, it's, <laughs> and pressing your neck like uh, uh, like with the on top of your head. I mean, ah, uh, yeah, brutal, absolutely brutal. Yeah. Uh, so Evie wins, and really, I mean, Jason, that's. I love this on Survivor. It seems to happen more times than it should, if I'm being honest. Like, the plan is, let's get rid of that person. Yeah. And then that person wins the hidden or the uh, individual immunity, and you're like, well, what's plan B? And this is where we're at here. So we go back to camp. A lot of people, Liana included, they want Xander to get rid of his idol. They don't necessarily want him to go home, but... We gotta flush that thing out so he's oh, not. Liana, Liana wanted. Liana wanted to, to get Sanders. <laughs> what? This is a shocking I turn. I know. I thought she had taken those steps. <laughs> One step forward, two steps back with her when it comes to, to Xander and the blinders. But they come up with the idea. It makes sense. There's enough of them still. Well, let's just split the vote, baby. It's classic. Let's split do it. it. And then, Danny, Danny. It does seem like Danny leads us. He asked Shan and Deshaun, "What about?" What about Tiffany and Nasir here? Like, he goes there. And Shan doesn't want to hear it at all. She shuts this shit down. She's like, she steamrolls their idea. 
Uh, and and this obviously becomes an issue. Go ahead, Jason. I I am impressed uh, so much with Deshaun's play because, and this incident kind of uh, exemplifies this. He's clearly thinking a lot about the game. He's got a lot of things going on, but he's not going to be the person to throw out the name. So yeah. when Desha- so when it the name comes out, Nasir, all of a sudden, uh, Deshaun is like, I love it. He just immediately yeah, like, yeah. I love it. Oh, my God, I love it. So, uh, you know, they were, Shannon, he, he were already going to be on a collision course with how much clearly Deshaun had been thinking about this and mm-hmm. how strongly Shan was like, no. Now, I think the interesting thing here is, I think Shan is kind of right. I think Shan's, uh, I think Shan's, take on this her strategy here is kind of like the right read but you know i think that there is there's something to be said in survivor when you're allied with someone with hearing them out tony was really good at this he even if he disagreed with you he'd be like okay we're working together i completely disagree but if you want to do that we'll do it there is something to be said for being able to to say I disagree, but you know what? Like, let's do it your way this time because mm-hmm. for whatever reason. There's also the dynamic, which I think is not. It, it's a little underrated right now. Shan is coming into this group, you know, from yeah. the outside, and all of yes. a sudden, you know, Deshaun was was really the kind of very quietly the strategic mastermind running things very subtly on that on that. Uh, on the blue tribe now yep. they were never really in any kind of threat and so that was uh, you know really below the surface but now all of a sudden shan comes in and she is just barking orders calling mm-hmm. shots and it, it's not gonna end well i am i no. you feel like either next episode or the episode after shan's gonna have her name written down and i'm right. very interested to see what happens when that happens i i would add to that what you were saying about, you know, sometimes be like Tony and just say, okay, you know what? You're right. Let's just do it. Yeah. Let's do what you want to do. Now, don't say it condescending like right. that. It's like, okay, hold on. Yeah, okay, let me look at this. Yeah, okay, let me calculate the numbers. Yeah, let's go with your plan. Especially, I think it would have been a great move for her. She's good. Yeah. She does have an she's idol. So if things go to shit, she's okay. Like, and things can go haywire. I get that. And I, I just, I do believe, again, the mental exhaustion, because she's been playing since day one, the, the, just the physical exhaustion and not eating that's having an effect as we talked about and she's just maybe her personality jd is like she just she just calls the shot she told us to the camera about her like congregation she's like well yeah i gotta listen to all these idiots and then just pretend to (laughs) pretend to take all their advice and then just do what i want to do which i mean a lot of people do in life but it's like uh i think that's just her and deshaun specifically and i think even danny a little bit too is like uh no, this ain't going to work. Right. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, and Deshaun made it very clear, like the way you're talking to me, I do not like. And they do hug it out, and then it comes back again at the end of the episode. But <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, what did you think about the first part here of their, them butting heads? It was alluded to last week. I can't remember how, but uh, there is friction there. And I agree with Jason that I, I kind of am on Shan's side of the strategy portion of it. Uh, sure. You know, we've we've been saying that uh, Xander's a threat this whole time. Uh, Nasir doesn't seem like he's much as much of a threat just simply because he's so loyal and he's so selfless. I, not to say that he isn't a threat, but, uh, you know, and 
Deshaun, I thought he threw a little bit of a hissy fit, you know, when he felt like he wasn't being heard. And yeah. but but then again, he's he is correct. She was steamrolling over over him to the point where when he brought took her aside, and and he's like, hey. I don't like it when you talk over me. And then she talks over him saying, mm-hmm, yes, hey, you don't like it when I talk over you. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll you know what's awesome? Like it. It's a wicked gender reversal. Totally. Here. Yeah. Uh, she's, which, sure. she's playing like Russell Hans. She's being I Russell I mean, she Hans. is, yeah. It's like your strategy is there, but I thought you were a social player. I thought you knew how right. to talk to people. And clearly that has not been the case yeah. since she got around people who have any clue what they're doing playing Survivor. Right. I think that has been a huge change. Yeah, she's hungry, but so is everybody else. The problem now is that she's not playing with Beef Walton. She's playing right. with people who have yeah. actually yeah. a brain yeah. going on yeah. right yeah. now. I, I think there's a lot of truth to that. I, I, I was thinking the whole time, and I know we're going to play this out here and we'll get to trouble council, but like, You've got Sham. She is brilliant at this game. You've got Ricard, who has proven to be pretty brilliant at this game, too, in terms of strategizing. I think Deshaun is right there as well. And I'm even convinced Danny might be... I don't think we've seen enough on the show. I think this guy is very, very bright uh, when it comes to the game. So anyway, you've got three or four people. Guys, instead of arguing about which idol we're going to flush, fuck it, let's do them both. I think they could have, if they put all their brain powers together... And counted the numbers right. I think they could have pulled it off. That if they had just like, we can get Nasir to play his, and mm-hmm. we can get Xander to play his, and neither of those guys will go home because we won't even be voting for them. And I just, they, it was got into one or the other, whose guy and, or girl are we losing, and, and all that. That's, what, that's my personal opinion. But a bunch of other stuff happens here too yeah. because they tell Xander that it's Nasir and Tiff. But then it's changed to Heather. Huh? <laughs> and then Heather, rightfully so, everybody is always pissed when their name is the decoy name yeah. because that, that's when things can go wrong, especially when there's idols. And it was like, why are you guys telling all these people like, okay, it's going to be you as a decoy. Ah, no, it's yeah. I don't like that. Let's do somebody else. Okay, yeah, you're right. Let's do somebody else. Now you're just pissing off a whole other person, but Jason, uh, this, you, you're, you look perplexed. I was confused yeah. a little by this. This felt a little too cute to me because it's like, okay, you want to flush Xander's idol, right? So tell him. It's you and Tiff. Tell yeah. him. Yeah. Why are you b- playing all cute with it? I guess you could say maybe the, the influence of the shot in the dark here, but like, what's more likely that he, if he knows it's him, that he plays his idol or that he plays his shot in the dark? He plays, he'll play his idol, right? So like, yeah. I, I didn't get that part of it. Just say, yeah. it's you and Tiffany tonight. Period. And then, he, and then he'll th- play it. Why don't they just say it's you or Nasir or whoever, tonight? you know, they like, they both yeah. have to play them. <laughs> If they, but I mean, a part of the, I mean, the complication is I think some of them want to work with this right. year and keep him around and maybe a bit of a shield and stuff like that. Yeah, right. that's a great point with Xander, though. Why didn't they be just more frank and like, it's going to be you or Tiff because we can't vote for Evie. Yeah, right. So I'd play your thing if you want to stick around another day or two. <laughs> yeah, or I mean, it works. Yeah. That would work better than Ricard, like in the heat of it, being the only guy who's like, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but you know what? I think you should play your idol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. Play it, please. Yeah. Please play that idol. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, this whole, the, like, I loved, I do love when somebody's told they're going to be the decoy vote and, and they just lose their shit. I love it. Because oh, I, yeah. I always think, JD, if I played Survivor and I felt good with my, 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 my alliance, yeah, okay, I'll step up every once in a while. I'll be that decoy name. I think it's so easy to say no, here you wouldn't. and <laughs> to be out there. You're like, you wouldn't. Jeez. I know, you wouldn't. You yeah, wouldn't. And, they, and they don't because, yeah, because Nasir 
and of course Tiff doesn't want to, but Heather is like, no, 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 not me. And then she obviously makes a decision at, uh, at Tribal <laughs> Council, which we'll get to here. But yeah, any anything, JD, that you wanted to add to this particular part here, this whole like telling people they're the decoy and then switching it and uh did they get too cute like jason said was yeah. uh you never tell somebody they're the decoy I, I mean i it never goes over well and you're literally naming that you, it's just like you're saying you're low on yeah, the priority that's right list. you're yeah. telling me yeah. i'm on the bottom so yeah. i'm the mo- i'm the expendable one so yeah I, you just don't do it chad you don't do it okay yeah let me clarify if i'm ever playing survivor uh I'm I'm assuming I'm on the top of my alliance. Right. I'm one of the power players, and even then, I will say, you know what? For this week, I'll be the decoy. Right. Uh, I, I give it a go. It'll never happen. You'd be freaking out. Uh, yeah, Trey. Anything to add to this? I thought Shan should have done the same. Say it's put me down. Put me down. I don't think it's me going. I don't think they're going to have enough people to do it. And guess what? I've got an idol if I ever wanted to play it as Ooh, well. Wow. But she would never it's... be so selfless for her tribe. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's the thing. A big mistake, I think, by her this this episode in that not only did she tell someone that they are the decoy, she then had two people's names come out of her mouth. Yeah. And those people are still in the game. That And yeah. they know that she put their name up. So that's right. a tough position to come back from. But, you know, she's she's been playing well thus far. That that's it. I think you're right. If you gotta go for whatever reason, you feel like you have to tell the decoy vote that they're the decoy. Just keep it to one at the very least. Don't, don't start don't adding do more names. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wild, wild decision. Okay. Well, we did get a great Tiff confessional here, JD. Before we go to Tribal Council on nine sixteen, she. This is the one where she's like. She's basically saying she's going to try and get votes with crabs and the producers. And like, I, I freaking loved it. I'm so upset she's gone. I'm happy she's on the, uh, on the jury, of course. But again, it was like, wow. When she was doing her big, long spiel, I was like, we've said it before. It was like very, very Queen Sandra-like. It was like, I do not care. Anybody but me, I will, get the, I will have enough people just not vote for me, and I'll still be standing. And I thought for a second that she maybe would be at the end of it. But spoiler, she's not. She yeah. gets six. Um, so let's get to Tribal Council, because it was wild. Started pretty pretty regularly, I guess. Like, it was basic. Anyway, you know, uh, Dan- I guess Danny, he did bring this up, which I thought was fascinating. He brought up how suspicious he was of Evie, Tiff, and Xander uh, after the last Tribal Council, where they pull off this awesome move, suddenly, like, are fractured and, like, are trying to, like, bury each other. And he was like, he seems like... He thought they were, they're trying to fool everyone. Right, right. That's how I was reading it from Danny. Like, he was very suspicious of, like, why would you do that? Why, why would you, like, again, amazing move, and then now you're all like, ah, screw that person, screw that person. He's like, that, that doesn't add up, which I thought was a little interesting. And then that's really all that happened, because then Probst is like, okay, I guess we're good to vote. Are <laughs> we good? Two vote or whatever he said. I'm paraphrasing, and we appear like we're gonna go vote. And <laughs> Heather's like, "Oh, hold on, let me whisper here." To yeah, record is that Heather's stuff. music? Ah, like a Kool Aid man coming coming through the wall. Like <laughs> Heather 
I mean, even Probst is like, what are you doing? Probst is like, whose voice is that? I don't recognize that voice. Who's speaking? Oh, is that your, ma'am, what's your name? Oh, oh my God. That was awesome. Okay, so, Jeff so, is on like half speed. He's at 0.5xing yeah. it on your Apple podcast app. Are we ready? Yeah. And she's like, oh, I thought this is when we're supposed to start whispering. Yeah. Like it's a normal part of tribal council. Again, I am like, I'm 99% convinced Heather has a confessional that of course we didn't see. She's talking to a producer and she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to make this a live tribal tonight. I'm going to, I'm going to screw things up. And like Probst knows that going in and he's like, she's not saying anything again. Nothing's happening. And so I'll say this really slowly to see, I I don't know. Jason, maybe there's maybe truth to that. I mean, I, 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 Maybe it, it plays into the uh, the really funny folk conspiracy uh, theory that she's just a producer that is like planted with the cast. I, just a mole. <laughs> oh, that I mean that that very well might be the case because of the weird pacing of his. Yeah. Like, okay, are we ready to vote? Um, yeah. But like, I just think she is a incredibly weird person. She's just like a very strange person who is hard to read. Yeah. She her reactions are. Not anything like you would expect from a person who is playing Survivor and is in the situation that they are in. I will say, it, there is something hilarious about, one, Heather, who has not spoken or barely appeared in this entire season. One, making the read that, you know what? I might be in trouble. I'm on the bottom. I got to try and swing this vote. Two, realizing her only chance to swing the vote is at tribal, throwing a name out. Okay. Three, doing that. And then four, being like so downtrodden after doing it that she doesn't even take her own advice and vote (laughs) how she said. Like the fact that she then did not vote the way she was trying to convince people to vote is hilarious to me after (laughs) all of that. I mean, that's why it almost made it difficult to tell... If what she was doing was real and she really did want to try to get the vote, let's say off Tiff or onto somebody else or flush another idol, or was it all an act, JD? Mm. Like I'm now that we got that deleted scene where she's like, did the inception thing on Sydney and right. look who's gone, by the way. Like I'm like, is she are these next level moves that she's somehow doing out here? And I couldn't tell with this tribal council. I honestly yeah. have no idea what was an act. And what was actually legit f- right. from a lot of this? Now, Shannon, Deshawn, that felt real. Yeah, the the reignition, uh, the reigniting of their argument, right? And talk and her talking over him. But everything else is up for interpretation to me. I don't know what to believe at this tribal council. Yeah, I mean, is she. First of all, why is she there? How did she get cast on Survivor? Honestly, I mean, I th- I. Back in the Phil Shepard uh, season, I can't remember which one, uh, uh, Agent uh, Agent Shepard, uh, yeah. you know, the crazy well, guy with the pink underwear. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He went <laughs> to the end. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, uh, when, during the final tribal council for that season, I thought, okay, here we go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the spy is going to reveal himself and just right. reveal that he's been the mastermind all along. But really, yeah, Kaiser Soze the whole time, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. then he just rambles on like a crazy person that we all yeah. knew that he was the whole time. And Heather is like kind of the same. Like, I thought, oh, this is, this is brilliant, right? <laughs> I thought that she's been just lying in wait this whole time. 
But really, it's just like she it's exactly what we saw. It's just a middle aged woman who was just like realized at that moment I'm playing Survivor. <laughs> Tiffany, hold my Chardonnay. I'm going to try something. Hey, you sit right there. <laughs> yeah, you stay here. Just you wait, stay here. Yeah. And, and it, it, if, I would have thought it was a masterstroke if she had just said, it's Nasir to, to <laughs> Tiffany. And then, but no, she doesn't. She goes, I'm, I'm just going to go try something. Shuffles yeah. off over. Hey, <laughs> hey, I'm thinking, uh, who was it, Erica? Erica, guess, guess what? I, I think I'm going to try something here. It's like, get it. Just fucking just go to everybody. Nasir. It's Nasir. It's Nasir. Right, I mean, right. what a brilliant master stroke. Uh, what a way to just and just throw a bomb into everything. Right? Yeah. It's just yeah. like, what do you mean, Nasir? Where are you getting this information? <laughs> Who are you, lady? Like, But it wasn't like that. It was just like, mm, it was like she was like right next to the field of a pro football game happening. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to try. You know what? Put me in. Put me in for <laughs> yeah, this like, down, coach. I'm going deep. And what do you do? You just run, and I just run that way. Exactly. (laughs) So, so I don't. JD, did you have a chance to listen to the Survivor Know It Alls? Because Rob's theory is, it sort of goes to what you're saying. He thinks that we haven't seen that Heather is maybe closer to Tiff, right? To Tiffany than than again we've really seen on the show that they've they've bonded over the last couple days, and. She knows it's going to be her, probably. And like you're saying, like, decides at the last possible second, oh, I don't want Tiffany to go. I'm having right. a blast with Tiffany. So let's see if I can save her. But then doesn't really try and save her. That's the strangest part about this. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I didn't listen to know-it-alls, but I did listen to Rob talking to Tiffany. And from Tiffany's, from what I gather... Heather is straight up just a crazy person. They were literally yeah. on the beach making sandcastles uh, before <laughs> tribal council, and she was trying to talk strategy, and they, she couldn't get her to talk strategy. And I think they kind of bonded over the sandcastles, maybe. And she was just like, <laughs> right. "I'm gonna try to okay. I'm gonna try something." But I mean, why would you go to all that trouble and then vote for her anyway? It's just it makes yeah. no sense unless they cut something really major. Basically, what happened was chaos ensues, and then I think everybody was like, "Just stick with the plan. Stick with the plan. Stick yes, with the plan. Yes. Stick with the plan." And they stuck with the plan, including Heather for some reason. Heather, so. <laughs> uh, I, I will forever my the laugh that escaped my body when the votes were revealed. I can't describe it because that vote is absolutely bananas insane stuff. It is right. so freaking crazy. What are we and doing? Okay, I know we've joked and we've said since literally the first episode, Heather is going to be sitting there at the end, Trey. She will be in the final three because of course you want to go with her. I would like to change my like opinion on that. Get rid of her ASAP if you are the power players because... This chaos, this agent yeah. of chaos, you th- that's the the last thing you want as a fire player. You like you want to have an idea of where the votes are. You don't want like this the the not that anything happened from it, I get that, but like no, get her out of here because she's too she's such a wild card tray. Like what was this? This is so weird. Yeah, I mean she called an audible, and as the audible was called, she had a group of people that just wandered over to the other side as she was, like, pitching her plan. They're like, ah, I don't know, Heather. Even she wanted to leave her own group at the end there, but I don't know, Skeets. I think the reason she stayed around is because ultimately 
Shannon Deshawn probably had a chat that we didn't see, and they said, she's not going to win. Keep her around. Yeah, we can yeah, get yeah. anybody else at any time we want to. So uh, seeing that last night, I was like, Heather, you're blowing it. You're going to the final three at this point. You're putting yourself even further on the bottom. But then they kept her around. So now I'm like, lock it in. She's going. If there's a final two, <sighs> she's going to be there. I'm with Skeets Again, on this. I, I think that after that, like, she is just uh, – she's a loose cannon. She's, you just can't <laughs> trust her to do to do anything. Like, to, to pull a move at that moment is just – that's just icing on the cake. Like, it's just what? Shan's, what Shan's face was like if – your toilet bowl stood up and ran across the room. <laughs> like, she could not have been more shocked at what she was witnessing. It was so far out of bounds with reality. It was insane. It was so funny oh to watch. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and again, Rob has said this before, too, the, the idea of, like, she will be there at the final three because everybody wants to go with her. Yeah, well, that means she's taking somebody's spot at the final three, like, to what you're saying, JD. Like, that's a reason to get rid of her because that actually reduces your chances of being at the final three to make your case to the jury and win the game. But, I mean, it's, yeah. She's, I, oh, my God. I'm just trying to picture her explaining her game at the end of this thing uh, to, to people. And oh, my God. Jeff asks the jury... All right, are we ready to vote? <laughs> Heather yeah. stands up. Hold on, hold on. I'd like to pitch my case. Hasn't yeah. said a word the entire tribal council. Actually, here's what I was thinking. I pulled all these moves. Yeah. Um, so, right, right. Okay, so at one point, do I have this right? Shan's like, screw this Heather nonsense. Let's just yeah. vote for her. Yeah. And this has happened before in Survivor history where it's like somebody that the last second wants to, uh, you know, turn things on its head. Well, screw it. Let's just get rid of them because they, again, they're bringing the chaos. And in the end, maybe you're right, JD, there's a lost scene here, something where they talk it out and say, no, why would we do that? Let's just stick to the original plan, which is sort of this split thing here. We'll try and get Xander to play his idol, which he doesn't, amazingly, yeah. despite Ricard. It's Ricard. Yeah. <laughs> like, Come on. Ricard, like, twice is that like, was... hey, man, play that's it, play that's gone. Don't worry about it, Ricard. I don't think you you alone need to try and solo Xander's <laughs> idol to get him flushed. Like, that's not going to work. Uh, yeah, and, and it's a bad look for him. Yeah. When he doesn't get votes to go home, and then now they go back, and he's like, what's up with that? Like, you're going to lose trust with me if you kept telling me, play your idol, play your idol, play your idol. <laughs> and then I just proved to you I didn't need to. I guess Ricard could play stupid somehow and be like, oh, I thought you were toast, yeah. man. Like, yeah. it, was, it was madness. That's probably how he'll play it, but... Uh, I thought yeah, that in the was end. a dead giveaway for Xander. Like, as Ricard was asking yeah. that, he was probably thinking, oh, I don't need to play this at all. Why would he yeah. be asking me to play this right now? Right. I mean, I guess like the one, the one thing that might get him to play it is, oh, is this all a, a vast ruse to blindside me, right? Like the, Heather's yeah. with them, so then maybe, maybe you know, like that's the only way I could see that yeah. kind of strategy working in that moment. Because the read, the obvious read in the room is, if you're Xander, is I'm good. Like, look at this, I'm probably yeah. fine tonight. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's like playing poker with a bad poker player that's like, hey, man, are you all in? Hey, man, are you all in? Are you all in? Exactly. You all in? You should go all in. And you're like, nah, I probably shouldn't uh, <laughs> because you're not very good at this. Yeah, that was that was a weird a weird move. I think you're – I do think you're right, Jason. Like, again, I keep going back to, like, what was – who was the puppeteer of all these possibly, like, fake – 
blow-ups and other names and was it all a show to just try and get everything flushed out and it did it backfire and didn't work i don't know um or was it just heather being a, a wild card and just like i gotta save tiff and let's give it a I go mean, I, I, I think part i of, guess it's probably that I, I, yeah i think it's that I, for the same reason that she she gave uh, that she competed in the in the challenge which was she hasn't been doing anything she understands mm-hmm. that she's been on the sidelines i think she whatever brain cells are firing up there we're, we're able to like imagine the edit that she's getting and she thought i gotta get in the mix somehow i think that's yeah. the only thing that makes sense to me well she's she's got an episode now <laughs> that's, that's nice right. that's right i mean the second half of this episode man if she had won the challenge oh and then done this wow, wow. this would have been this would have been her episode but in the end tiffany voted out with six votes uh xander and heather get two votes each and then nasir one vote from Xander and people were pointing out remember when Xander and Nasir were like hey man you got an idol I got an idol hey we're idol brothers Uh, I got your back I won't vote for you (laughs) they both end up voting voting for for each other other last night whether that comes uh, to everybody, you know, becomes uh, common knowledge I I guess we'll see, it usually does I think I always assume they go back and be like okay who'd you vote for who'd you vote for who'd you vote for who'd you vote for like they just do like tally it all up man the, the back to camp scene next episode is going to explosive. be nuts. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, and you say that because Shan and Deshaun yep. going at it. Heather, what the fuck? Yep. Uh, <laughs> you know, Xander, Xander, Xander probably pissed yep. at Ricard or maybe other people for like you, you know, I got a couple votes and you guys were trying to get me to play that. Yeah, you're right. And it, and it appears like it could be a uh, Pretty, pretty juicy there when they go back uh, at night. <laughs> oh, I love it. So Dalton Ross did write, Tiff, she's on the jury. She's going to have some incredible facial reactions and eye rolls <laughs> sitting over there listening. And I think he's spot on. Like if we're going to, unfortunately, JD, I know you you became a big Tiffany fan. I did, if we're yeah. going to lose her, thank God we didn't lose her last episode. You know, unfortunately, Sydney, I think she would have been really great on the jury too. But 100%. Tiff will be there and we'll get her reactions to everybody uh, playing it up. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I haven't looked. But uh, are they doing Ponderosa? Like uh, the, you know, they used to release the video of, I don't know. of the, the 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 jury members showing up at Ponderosa and having that meal and just getting her reaction to the game in general. Uh, I love that. I hope they bring it back. I hope they're doing it again because uh, it just adds a whole other insight to uh, to the game and just with players that have left and that are looking back on it. And uh, yeah, so I hope they do it again. Yeah. So are we down to 10 people left in the game? Do I have that right? Okay. Yeah. There are five episodes left. Mm-hmm. Usually we go into the final episode, which is a longer episode, with what, six people? It's five or six. So I six, guess it checks it, out. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to figure out, like, is anybody quitting at this stage of the game? Is there any crazy double boot happening? Yeah, it might be uh, sort of run in the mill, it appears. At least, you know, if they go into the final episode with six, which I think they usually do. Um, amazing. So we lost Tiffany. Nobody's happy to see that. But there's so many great people still in this game. And it feels wide open still. Do, do you guys agree with that, Trey? Like, it feels like there's a decent amount of people that could win this that you could sort of picture going on to to be the sole survivor. Is that fair? Oh, definitely. I think through, I don't know, four weeks, the first four episodes, you're like, this is Shan. She's winning this for sure. But right. it has been a series of mishaps since the merge, basically, to the point where you're like, she doesn't seem like she's number one in her tribe right now, even though she's still trying to call all the shots. 
Deshaun has a chance. Evie has a chance. Xander has a chance, I would mm-hmm. say. Danny has a chance. It definitely feels yeah. wide open. I, I was thinking about this with Shan, and I don't think she's doing it purposely. Because, I, again, I think it's a lot of the malnutrition and stuff like that and just not being all that sharp anymore as the game goes on. Is there any way this is helping her chances to go further in the game? Making mistakes? Making enemies, if you want to call it that? Like, are people possibly, Jason, starting to look at her like, people don't like her. People have an opinion about her. She's a little bossy. Uh, like, could it actually help her, is I guess what I'm getting I, at, in getting to the end? I... It could maybe help, you know, if you're sitting across from her in a final, I think maybe it could help to sway things. But I, I think it's, I think it's a, it's a real danger for her right now being seen that way, because it's kind of like exposing what her game is. And she said it herself, her game is, is all social. Uh, I I thought, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you mentioned it before, but the fact that she says, Hey, I'm out here trying to manipulate people and trying to listen to them and be like, yes, I'm listening to you, but also I'm going to make you do what I say. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, contrasting that with her saying at Tribal, I'm, I'm learning like how I come off and I'm like how to talk to people. I'm, I'm learning all that, how to listen to people. I think it's very dangerous that that, that that kind of aspect of her game gets exposed because it's clear that she's a threat. Like if I'm Ricard, I'm thinking, what do I do post Shan? And how do I get there? Like, because I don't, at least that we've seen, we have not seen like any kind of like bonds being built outside of that original tribe for him. So he's got to be thinking, what about Shan? Surely Deshaun is thinking this can't go on much further. And Nasir knows that his name came out of her mouth and then saw a vote against him. There's a lot of danger for her right now. Yeah. JD, you're nodding away. I think that's yep. uh, sort of the the lay of the land for Shan right now. I, I yes, I agree with that. And I I was just thinking that uh, she she her social game she has a very frantic way about her. And when she's trying to placate somebody people, like when when everything was blowing up, when Heather dropped the bomb, and then uh, Deshaun has a little hissy fit, and then at, in the middle of all of that, she's just trying to please. Deshaun, right? Like, and that may be why they went back to the original plan. Uh, but also her insistence that it be Xander and not Nasir could come out of her loyalty to Liana, who really wants uh, Xander, Xander. Uh, to go. So, you know, maybe maybe she's just trying too much. Like, she's trying to please everybody. Yeah, but inadvertently pissing people off <laughs> when doing exactly what she, doing exactly the opposite of what she's trying to do. But uh, yeah. yeah, she's got a lot of people to quote unquote please because yes. you're right, Liana, Danny, Deshaun. They're a, a tight foursome, or at least we've been led to believe. There's obviously Ricard. Mm-hmm. Um, she she oddly seems to have somewhat of a relationship with Nasir that we see like little flashes of too, or at least he that trusts her or something like that. So. Um, Oh yeah, Erica's there too. I keep forgetting yeah. about Erica on this. Uh, <laughs> on this, she didn't have a lot in this one. She was the Heather of this one. Erica, Maybe. Heather, and whoever else. If you want to win the game, partner up with Erica and Heather, and you will right. have a solid three. Oh. They're going to vote with you no matter what, and you can take them to the final tribal council and win. There's a oh strategy for whoever wants to win the game. <laughs> it would be. I mean, I think I asked you guys this last week or the week before. Like, what's Jeff Probst's worst nightmare for the final three of Survivor 41? It's it's. It's Erica and Heather, and then we couldn't really de- we couldn't come to a conclusion on the third name. Mm. I guess there's maybe not like a 
a quote unquote bad name that you would yep. put there, right? I mean, I mean, everybody yeah. else, it would be zero votes for both Erica and Heather with literally yeah. everybody else, right? You uh, think so? I think so. I'm kind. Of, I'm just trying to think of who else, like yeah, Heavy, yeah, uh, Xander, Easy. Nasir, easy. Shan, even easy. I think. I guess da- Danny's the ultimate wild card because people keep saying this. You know, you see it offline. Like, are they really going to give a guy that has millions of dollars, being a professional football player, another million? dollars? I think that's why. I think that's why he hasn't had his name written down yet, or even bandied about. I think everybody right. is thinking that to themselves. Yeah. Like, if I'm sitting yeah. across from this guy, you know, my f- point one that I pitched to the jury yeah. is. This guy made X amount of millions of dollars over the course of his career. Right. Right. Um, that would be a slick move for somebody to come in. Like, we get people that come in and lie about the profession. Come in and lie. Like, if you are a, an athlete, of course, or even just someone very successful with a business or something, like, uh, don't don't make that clear for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, make, make it, say the opposite. Say, like, oh, I'm struggling. I got nothing. I got 10 kids. I got to try and feed. You know, figure that out. Uh, okay, let's take our final break. We do have some great questions in Tree Mail, and we'll wrap this episode up. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, <laughs> I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man and the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, back with no buffs here into Tree Mail. Now, everybody in the live tribe that is joining us here live on YouTube, they're saying, do we know or do the other contestants, do the other people out there on the island know that Danny is an ex-NFL football player? And it's a great point. I sort of assume they did because they talked about large stadiums. Yeah. Uh, but 
Maybe they don't, and maybe he's told them that he's a like a, just a, a football coach. At like Ship Wheel Island, coach. that's what he said. Somebody asked yeah. him, "Are you a football player?" And he said, uh, "I'm a football coach." And as the live tribe is mentioning, he could have played in a bigger stadium in college. Went to LSU that has like a hundred thousand people stadium, plays massive games, bigger than they were in the NFL. Uh, had to do a little digging, Skeets. You know, I love ProFootballReference.com. <laughs> Whole lot of information on that website, but uh, I had to go to Sport Track to actually find this one. How much do you think Danny McRae made in the NFL? It's mm. probably actually not that much. I mean, it's th- uh, five million, five and a half million dollars. I'll take the under on that. JD going over. I'm going to yeah. say three point five million. Three point four one five wow. million. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Okay. Okay. So. All right. If they don't know that he's a former NFL player, that helps his chances. I like him, man. I, yeah. I really, really like him. It is incredible really that he's getting like zero votes despite zero. being clearly like the biggest physical threat. That's yeah. crazy to me. It means he must be a very nice guy, which is exactly <laughs> what it seems like when you're watching the show. Yeah. He, he see, even when he's upset, he does seem really just level-headed. I mean, we talked about that last week. Like even when he like disagrees or he's like. He's pissed off because of the weird twist where we're just going back in time and you're taking it away from me, the victory. Like, even when he's been told that, he's like, hey, he's pretty even keeled. So we'll see how far he can go. And if they don't know he's an NFL football player, then I really, uh, I mean, yeah, that helps his chances to win this whole thing in the end if he gets there. Okay, a couple quick questions. The first one was from Max. I mean, we already talked about it. Would you taste the papaya? Uh, so we talked about it from Shan's side of things, but what about Ricard? Jason, you just had some grilled cheese, some oh. chips, some iced tea. A nice papaya would be great for dessert. I absolutely would, you have would not taste the papaya. Okay. Okay. I would, And I would not come back with the other classic post-reward uh, challenge mistake. I would not come back and talk about how good the food was. Yeah. Those two things I would not do. Oh, you should and have you, seen the cheese Oh, bowl. my God. It played oh, it was beautiful. <laughs> So, okay, yeah, let's talk this out. The way to play it, if you have the reward challenge and it is food and you come back to the people that are starving and bitter, you just don't talk about it at all. Because I don't even think you do the opposite of like, you know what? Grilled cheese wasn't that good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no ketchup. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I think that's actually worse. People are like, shut up. You had food. Like, I don't care how it tastes or how cold it was or you didn't have ketchup. What are you, eight years old? Uh, all right. Okay. Okay. I think, uh, you know, I think that I could see myself forgetting myself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. have it just having this great reward, especially if there's beer involved. Like, I have a couple of pops. You know, I'm full of full ooh, of sandwich, papaya. and then, then ooh, that looks really good. And just reaching in without even thinking about it, and just popping it in my mouth, I could definitely see myself doing that. I'm seeing JD coming back. He's got big like rivlets of cheese caked in his beard, big pieces of bread in there. Slapping my belly. Oh, hey, oh, 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 was that papaya? That looks good. <laughs> <laughs> thirsty There's after all that salt <laughs> yeah you yeah trey and jd i mean if you ever go on survivor obviously keep the beards it's a great look for you guys but 
Yeah, maybe you can stash like a whoa. bunch of food in oh, there whoa. and bring it back. Oh, beer, I would, beer I would gladly nibble out of your beard if I was that hungry. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think that would win over the tribe if you smuggled food home in your beard? In your beard. Me, you're like, <laughs> I'll give it to you, but you got to eat it out of my beard. <laughs> uh, I think they're they're hungry enough that, yeah, I, yeah. I think it would actually curry us a favor. Um, Here's an easy way to taste the papaya. Okay. Ask Nasir where he got it. Yeah. Guess what? There's more papaya out there. There wasn't just three in the whole jungle. Wow. Go get your own wow. papaya, Ricard. You just wow. need a stick. Great call. Great call. All right. Our next one here from uh, Segasaurus Flex. The producers are obviously setting the viewers up for the Shan versus Deshaun vote. So my question is, who survives that showdown? And can they at least work together one more vote? To get out the huge Evie threat. We haven't talked about Evie much in this episode. You know, she she wins the uh, immunity challenge. She's safe. She is a threat. Um, JD, like, what's your answer to these questions here from Sagasaurus Flex? Sagasaurus Flex? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I was a betting man if uh, with a Shan and Deshaun uh, showdown, I'm going to put my money on Deshaun. I just think that he, well, he has the original Luvu tribe behind him i think that he is much he has a much cooler head he is uh and and again shan is sort of she seems to be losing it or at least uh getting more and more frantic as the days go by and uh yeah i think i think that deshaun could i think he would uh, prevail he would win that little battle between the two of them if it were to go down again if i was a betting man yes yes okay Okay, Jason, um, what what do you think with that? Oh, sorry, go ahead, JD. Don't no, finish the last part. Yeah, right. And uh, do do I think they can work together to get Evie out? I mean, <laughs> yes, I do think they could, but I think that Evie could very well win the next immunity uh, challenge, uh, so she could have immunity again. And I think that she's still. Uh, wily enough to convince somebody else to help her with a, an immunity idol or something, if it meant getting Xander or one of the other threats out. I think that mm. uh, that she's just she's that good of a player. So okay. um, we'll see. Okay. Yeah, Jason, questions here from Mr. Flex. Ash, I think it's very close between uh, Deshaun and Shan, but I think at the end of the day, as Sarah is mentioning in the chat, that uh, one, Danny was previously hell-bent on next person out's got to be a woman. So I think he's got that. And I also yeah. think that there is the knock against Shan that, once again, she has put two people's names out there who are still in the game and know that she did that. Whether yeah. it was as a decoy or, or whatever, that's still the case. And Deshaun is more integrated into the alliance than Shan is. Shan is, is kind of the newcomer here. So I think I would give the edge... To Deshaun, but you never know. I mean, Shan is Shan is Shan is dangerous when she's talking, and if she can bend your ear, uh, she can be pretty powerful. But I give the edge to Deshaun right now. Okay, Trey, if you had to pick between the two, let's say they're going at it next week. Who do you think's still standing come episode? Uh, what would that be? Ten. It just feels like more people would be gunning for Shan, not just Deshaun. It feels like yeah, you know, Deshaun could easily have a conversation with Ricard about you know the papaya fight. Be like, 
I would have been fine if you ate my papaya. You know, like smooth it over that easily and suddenly Ricard is ready to jump. And like you're saying, he's locked in with Danny, who has been kind of hell-bent on getting out women. The first two post-merge votes were both women. It's five versus five right now. Surely he's thinking we can go five on four at some point, you know, as a football player. I'm sure he loves his advantages in the numbers <laughs> game. So my guess, my guess would be Deshaun, though I do think that Shan is probably a little bit more persuasive. But maybe that's just because we haven't really seen Deshaun have to do any sort of strategizing since they didn't have to vote anybody out through the first half of the game. Well, we can end with this question. It's sort of related. Uh, Arshad, who do you think is most at risk of being eliminated next Tribal Council? And I will add to that. Do you think somebody goes home with an idol in their pocket next week? Wow. Because there are still three of those in play. Um, so, JD, let's start with you. Two questions there. Uh, well, I hate to say it, but the answer to both questions is Nasir, I think, is in is in danger. I think that I think that if anyone's going to go home with an idol in his pocket, it's Nasir, just simply because I don't think he realizes how low he is on the uh in the rankings of his alliance. A and he's just such a trust, trusting guy and I think he's a huge threat as well. So, uh if But do they see him as a huge threat? Like why are they taking a shot at him next week? This is where I struggle. Were they not? I, as they as in Danny and Deshaun and I, well, I, I think mean, Danny Heather, and I guess, Danny and Deshaun were like, yeah, Nasir. And I uh, remember Deshaun was like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's true. About Nasir. True. So. I I I think it's more they wanted the idol out. Yeah. Than him going home. This is right. how I look at it. Everybody like they want a a level playing field. They're like I don't want to get down to like uh, eight, seven people here and you have an idol because that mm-hmm. means you are locked in basically to the finale. Uh, so let's get that out of the way. But it could also, he could not play it. You're right. And and go home. So you're calling, you're saying Nasir for both these, like you said. Yes. Like, you could but, see him going home with an idol in his pocket and him being next. Yeah. I, I can see it happening, but we'll see. Okay. We'll see. Okay. Um, I love the I love the first part again. The question that Arshad, excuse me, asked uh, Jason: Who's going home next week? If you're picking, I wonder if uh, Shan getting so much early uh, spotlight wasn't to set us up for the surprise when she goes home at this point mm-hmm. in the season. And I think clearly from the scenes that we saw from the upcoming episode and from the content of this episode, there is a confrontation brewing. So I would not be surprised. Uh, if it was her next episode. I would add that, like, with food being such an issue, I wonder if someone will do the the Sandra, eat the food and blame somebody else. <laughs> like, I'd try it. I'd try it with the papaya. <laughs> like, eat the, eat the right. rice and be like, I saw Ricard eating the rice. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Okay. Trey, what's your answer for these? I would say the other person who could perhaps be in the crosshairs is Evie, just because they've been on the bottom of the first two votes here and have had to do some uh, last-second maneuvering to stick around. And, you know, it feels like they don't have a connection so much with Xander right now. The Yasas are going their own way, so... Nasir, Shan, Evie seem to be most at risk to me. My guess would be Nasir as well. I'm kind of with JD on this one. Everybody knows he's got an idol. Everybody knows he's super well-liked. And he did get one vote at Tribal so far uh, since the merge. But we shall see. Hopefully we got a crazy one. Like, there are easy ways still with 10 people left. Like, there are easy ways to figure out a crew of six to get somebody out. So we'll see if they actually pull something off here. I, I, I think Evie 
is my pick here. And I think what's going to happen is if she doesn't win another immunity challenge, and she could, like you said, JD, especially if it's like a puzzle-based one or something like yeah. that. Like she is very brilliant, and and as she's proven, she can last at least four minutes. Uh, <laughs> uh, she can last three minutes longer than everybody else on that thing. I see her if she's vulnerable, trying to convince everybody else is that that's at the bottom. Come on, you know we can flip this game on its head. Right. So Heather, Erica. Probably Nasir. I mean, I think she would still be able to work with a Xander in that scenario. And, you know, who else am I Ricard. forgetting? I mean, that's sort of... Ricard. Ricard. Yeah. And, I think, and I think that would be her... And really be her only play if uh, her name is being thrown again, thrown around again by the uh, that, that powerful blue tribe, really. The Luvu tribe with all of their numbers. And maybe maybe she can pull it off. I don't know. We Do will see. Do you think yeah, that she uh, could pull, uh, pull Deshaun into that? Because the... The next time on Survivor, he seemed very, very over his alliance. Like, he straight up said, I'm looking for a new team. So, uh, ooh, uh, you know, ooh, ooh. he also. Yeah. I mean, he, yeah, at a certain point, he's so smart that he's just like, he just doesn't think he's going to get any credit or even if he's there, like, win the thing. Because yeah. he'll be sitting beside someone, like, especially like Shan, maybe that at least in his mind, has done more and is the one calling the shots. Playing like, a bigger game. He can't even get a word in. And he's like, well, why would I want to be there with you? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I'd like to see her try because I think she, uh, out of a lot of people left on this on this uh, season, I'd love to see her try and convince people that were those lower level people, like, come on, let's form together. Like, I'm. she can do the whole, like, I've watched this show every episode. I know how this goes. You know, she'll give examples of it happening and like you can overturn them <laughs> and all this. So, so maybe it'll work. Okay, so we'll wrap this up. Game within the game. It actually got a nice little tease here from Propes, guys. Yeah. The the strategy test. Well, hold on. We might as well show you this cuz we've been having some fun with this. So, here was the rebus and it was pretty easy. Okay, peanut butter and chocolate. <laughs> Yummy. Food-based. I thought that uh, was nut butt was the first word. <laughs> nut butt. <laughs> nut butt. Uh, and then the word I unlocked, nobody cares. It was here. H-E-R-E. <laughs> yeah, what's going on? The game within the game is the game, here. as I've told you before. Um, but, but the little video from Probst was a philosophical situation, he said. In the event of a twist post-merge where it's an individual game and you have an alliance but they get broken up and everybody gets put into different groups this is what he said now he said it could be for where you go to a tribal it could be where you have to spend two or three days together he was really vague about that but he said what's your approach as an alliance do you know that everybody in the alliance will do whatever they can to protect the alliance meaning i'll make decisions in my new group to protect my old alliance or do you all just agree to say, listen, individual game, you got to do what you got to do to survive. When, again, what Propes is saying is your alliance is sort of like fractured, like actually broken up into different groups and maybe decisions have to be huh. made. So I think we're getting something. I mean, I know we're getting something where this happens. I mean, maybe they draw rocks again. And he, that part where he says go to tribal makes me worried like, are we going to have two tribal councils? Oh, double elimination. Maybe. Mm, I don't maybe. know. I don't know. What are you doing, Probes? What are you what doing are you with to, this Jeff? game within the game? Okay. Interesting. Well, fun episode. Uh, one of my favorite No Buffs episodes we've done so far. So thanks to everybody that joined us live. Thanks to everybody that's been listening later. Again, leave us a rating and review on 
YouTube and Apple and Spotify, wherever you watch or listen to No Buffs. We really appreciate it. We got to get Jason back to his vacation. I mean, this guy's <laughs> this guy loves Survivor so much. He's like, uh, no, I can't hang out by the pool. I can't go have a nice dinner. I got to talk about Survivor with these sickos. So thank you, Jason, for, uh, for jumping on here once again. No problem. All right, guys. Everybody, we will see you next week when we find out what Heather's next <laughs> diabolical plan is. <laughs> Until then, the tribe has spoken. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.